as the expression goes, a win is a win. And I think there is plenty to take from the Colts defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars 34-27. There is plenty to take from that game and say, all right, that was good. All right, that was good. All right, that was impressive. All right, that was sensational. You also gave up 27 to the Jacksonville Jaguars who were able to run all over you for 243 yards. We should discuss this. I think we need to. Did I say hello, Tony Katz, 93 WIBC? I forget sometimes. JMV joins us right now. It's always good to have JMV with us here. He is on 93.5, 107.5, the fan from 3 to 6 p.m. Uh, you, you were there in the press box watching uh, th- this game. And look, you've got Matt Ryan going for 42 completions, 42 for 58, uh, 389 yards, three touchdowns. This is what happens when you have no running game whatsoever. And this is nothing against Deion Jackson or Philip Lindsay. I happen to like them both. But, man, no running at all for the Colts. But let's start with your overall take of this game. Hey, Tony, you know what? You educate your audience every single morning, Monday through Friday, right here, on a variety of things they need to be educated on. And we did on Friday, if you remember, because we both brought this up. What did they do yesterday that was different than they did, you know, a week from Thursday prior in Denver? And that is they went faster. Frank Reich said after the game yesterday that they went all in on going up-tempo. And they had quicker rhythm type of of slants. They had the screen game going. Everything to help out an offensive line that is among the worst in the NFL going into last week. So they did exactly what we had talked about. In fact, I was screaming during that Denver game at the half. said, you guys got to make some adjustments here. You're going to get your quarterback killed. They did make adjustments last week. That's what they did. So we're keeping your audience ahead of the curve, so to speak, here and educating them on the Colts because that's exactly what won them the game yesterday. That's why this offense was unlike what we have seen consistently, this offense being so far through the first five weeks of the season, Tony. So let's uh, start with uh, th- this offense. Is, is this an offense that's finally figured it out? Let's. I mean, uh, the, the kudos are absolutely no sacks. They changed around that offensive line. And the problem is they also weren't able to run against uh, Jaguars pressure. So where are you on this? Well, I mean, listen, I, I don't know. This does sound kind of gimmicky a little bit. Don't get me wrong. But you had to try to do something. And they did do something. And that was a, a game you absolutely had to have. I, is this long-lasting? Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess we could ask the similar question about, you know, Dennis Kelly. This is another decision that Frank Reich and company ended up making. Left tackle, they started Bernard Ryman, the rookie. That didn't work. Obviously, Matt Pryor wasn't working over there. And they put in a guy that we all kind of had wondered where he had been. He is that veteran guy at left tackle. And, and he even last week, Tony, had wondered why he wasn't getting any reps considering the way this offensive line was playing yesterday. And, you know, outside of maybe one holding call, I thought he he looked pretty good. I thought he did help out that offensive line. We'll see because they go to Tennessee coming up on Sunday. That is a mammoth game. And if this offense, if it's more than just, you know, kind of smoke and mirrors with this offense is what we saw yesterday from Matt Ryan going to be legit. If what we saw yesterday consistently now from, from uh, Michael Pittman Jr., from Alec Pierce, is that going to be legit? then that's what we're going to see against the toughest team within the division easily in the Tennessee Titans. But I'll give you another example. Michael Pittman Jr., 
Alec Pierce didn't play in week two down in Jacksonville, and that was a significant upgrade that we saw yesterday. Those guys are huge offensively. Yeah, we're talking about uh, 16 receptions overall, about 183 yards between the two. Talking to JMV from 93.5, 107.5, the the fan. Let's get into a Matt Ryan conversation uh, really quick. Um, It's very obvious once they got uh, that touchdown in in the second quarter uh, that they were like, oh, oh, that's right. We know how to do this. And did you see the return of – Oh, that's what they call Matty Ice. That's the guy from the Atlanta Falcons. That's the guy who could just move the ball. That's the guy who's fearless. Did you see that a level of confidence just come right into them? Yeah, compared compare the two times to uh, before yesterday with the offensive line, he had basically less than two seconds to get rid of the ball. Yesterday, he had over two seconds. And with that quick rhythm offense that they were going and the up-tempo that helped out a great deal. So he was more like vintage Matt Ryan. There's no doubt about that. See, people came at me on Twitter last night saying, hey, I told you this is what Matt Ryan is going to be like. I told you you're too hard on Matt Ryan. The problem is you had to be because he fumbled the ball 11 times. He threw seven interceptions through the first five weeks of the season. So that is, even though the offensive line was playing horribly, that is also on him for decision-making and not, protecting the ball and that is essential for a quarterback to do is he going to be that way moving forward I don't know if that's going to be the case but I certainly like this offense considering what they did yesterday and the points that they put up and really finally getting a cohesive nature with that offense and remember playing without again both Naheem Hodge and Jonathan Taylor yesterday which was also key I like what they did against a team that most recently, Tony, has really had their number on the defensive side of the football. We'll see. Tennessee is going to come off a bye week. We'll see if Tennessee comes back, you know, and not playing for a week, if that's going to be a deal down in Nashville for them. The problem with Tennessee is it's something that Jim Irsay is really jealous about with the Titans. He wants his team to be more like the grinding, the tough-natured, strong-willed type of team. That's been certainly a lot more Tennessee than it has been his Colts. He's smitten about that. He wants this win. We'll see if the Colts are going to be tough enough to go down there and take it in that on Sunday. Let's move it to the other side of the ball really quick. Well, I still got about 60 seconds or or, or so. Um, They give up over 200 yards on the ground. But uh, Okariki, Franklin, uh, I actually texted you. Who in the world is Rodney McLeod? Um, Four (laughs) sacks on the day. These guys were everywhere. This defense feel good and feel like, oh, yeah, we can win without Shaquille Leonard. Well, yeah, I mean, the the one thing they can't do, Tony, and you saw this a year ago, is they can't turn the ball over. Shaquille Leonard had all the turnovers a year ago. He's the reason why the defense was any good a year ago. And that's a one significant thing you can tell. People will say, well, you know, Zaire Franklin's leading the league in tackles. You know, we don't really miss Shaquille Leonard. Yeah, yeah, you do, because you don't turn the ball over at all. He was a turnover machine a year ago. You absolutely missed that. And Rodney McLeod, as you mentioned, was all over the field yesterday, which was a good thing. And I guess also a bad thing sometimes because he was normally going after guys who were, you know, 25 yards into the defensive backfield on the run, as we saw the Colts team give up a lot on the ground yesterday. That has to be fixed, but there are certainly good signs, Tony, on both sides of the football moving into the biggest game of the season coming up on Sunday, a game that you absolutely have to have.